Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the CBS News Roundup ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Cleanup underway after massive explosions in Beirut. It was raining glass all over the city of Beirut. Tropical storm Isaias leaves a path of destruction, killing at least six people. It's by it, it, it doesn't look real. The Midwest, now the center of the coronavirus. Our numbers continue to grow. Good morning. I'm Matt Piper with the CBS World News Roundup. Locals in Beirut waited all night for news of loved ones who had gone missing after explosions rocked Lebanon's capital Tuesday. More than 4,000 people were hurt, at least 100 killed. Witness Hadi Nasrallah. We heard a very loud explosion. The, the glass shattered all over the car, the cars around us, the buildings, all the glass just went down. Correspondent Charlie Daggett has more on the story. The massive blast created a mushroom cloud of debris, dust, and smoke that swept through the city. What happened? From those in the street oh to the explosion as seen from the bay. A blast so powerful it was felt in countries more than 100 miles away. Bloodied survivors stumbled through the debris. Everyone who was able became a first responder. Journalist Gada Asharif was at her desk when the second explosion blew the office windows in. Everybody was just screaming, get down, completely covered and in debris, buildings destroyed. The Lebanese prime minister said 2,700 tons of ammonium nitrate had blown up, stored for years in a portside warehouse. President Trump said his generals thought maybe it wasn't an accident. They seemed to think it was a uh, attack. Some are waking up this morning with no power. Tropical storm Isaias caused widespread damage from the Carolinas to New England. At least six people were killed in yesterday's storm. Correspondent Molalengi is along the shores of Connecticut. After Isaias made landfall as a Category 1 hurricane over North Carolina, coastal towns like Oak Island were reduced to flooded, muddy wastelands. Powerful winds churned out several reported tornadoes, and two people died. Even after it was downgraded to a tropical storm, Isaias spawned tornadoes in Virginia. As the storm tracked north, more than six inches of rain fell in parts of Maryland, creating flash floods. Sheets of rain and strong winds also descended upon New York, where a fallen tree killed a man in Queens. Energy provider Con Edison said Isaias knocked out power to nearly 260,000 people in the tri-state area, the second largest outage in company history. In seven of the last nine days here in the U.S., more than 1,000 people have died from the coronavirus, and deaths are up 24% in the past week. CBS's Adriana Diaz says cases are now spiking in the Midwest. Minnesota epidemiologist Dr. Michael Osterholm says outbreaks will continue to reignite if people keep ignoring health guidelines. If we're simultaneously fighting two different diseases. 
One is COVID-19, the other one is COVID-19 fatigue. And as soon as the case numbers start to go back down again, that fatigue sets in and we begin to see people again having that kind of high-risk uh, contact. Over the last two weeks, in nine Midwestern states, the average positivity rate, or percentage of tests that come back positive, increased. The same number of Midwestern states are also above the recommended level for reopenings. We've learned California is undercounting coronavirus cases due to a technical problem. As KPIX-TV's Betty Hugh reports, the state admits that recent figures suggesting a declining infection rate are inaccurate. Health and Human Services Secretary Dr. Mark Daly said in recent days, positive cases have been underreported. We've discovered some discrepancies. We're working to reach out to the labs that we work with to get accurate information in a manual process. Still, the technical glitch is causing counties such as Contra Costa to post on its website that case testing and positivity rate data is temporarily incomplete. As a result, counties will not be moved on or off the watch list until the issue is resolved. To Arizona, where more than 500 inmates at a prison have tested positive for the virus. That's about half the population of the Tucson-Whetstone unit. Nationwide, more than 100 inmates have died from the virus since the beginning of the pandemic. The Rutgers football team is dealing with at least 28 positive virus cases. Touchdown, Rutgers! The school had suspended all team activities and quarantined its entire team last week. The outbreak has led to the delay of the Big Ten schedule. Our Errol Barnett sits down for a new interview with 2020 presumptive Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden and asks him about taking a test President Trump has boasted about. Specifically, have you taken a cognitive no, test? No, I haven't taken a test. Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. That's like saying you... Before you got in this program, you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not. What do you think, huh? The interview was done in part for the convention of the National Associations of Black and Hispanic Journalists. An upset for freshman Kansas Congressman Steve Watkins, who lost his Republican primary after being charged with felony election fraud and other crimes. State Treasurer Jake LaTurner beat him. I think voters spoke very strongly tonight. I think they want somebody that is going to be consistent in their representation of the people of this district, and they want someone that can keep the seat in Republican hands. The race was among a number of congressional primary contests in five states Tuesday. So-called squad member Rashida Tlaib is trying to fend off a serious challenge for her House seat. Votes are still being counted in her race against Detroit City Council President Brenda Jones. To Southern California, where most evacuation orders have been lifted as the Apple Fire continues to burn, it is now 20% contained after scorching some 27,000 acres. Our Steve Futterman is in Los Angeles. Hundreds of homes and other buildings have been threatened. Fortunately, only 12 structures so far have been destroyed. Conditions have slightly improved, so it's hoped more progress will be made. Fires in France have forced nearly 3,000 tourists to evacuate, some by boat. Strong Mediterranean winds are what firefighters say is helping fuel them. It's happening in the Marseille region, and some 1,800 firefighters continue to battle it. What's your name, soldier? Disney's live-action Mulan will skip movie theaters and head right to its streaming service. But subscribers to Disney Plus will need to fork over 30 bucks to stream the film. It's set to be released in one month. It is the last known slave ship to land in the U.S., and work is being done to try and salvage artifacts from the submerged wreckage. The Alabama Historical Commission is looking for divers who can assess and document the remains of the Clotilda located near Mobile. 
Teams should be able to remove artifacts from the ship and test remains of the two-masted wooden schooner. The ship delivered about 110 kidnapped Africans to the Gulf Coast in 1860 before the vessel was burned in a bayou to hide evidence of the crime. Teams identified the ship's remains last year. Bill Rakoff, CBS News. The backlash against Atlanta Dream co-owner Kelly Loeffler is growing, with many WNBA players wearing Vote Warnock shirts ahead of their games last night. That refers to Democrat Reverend Raphael Warnock, who is running against Loeffler, a sitting Republican senator. Loeffler has called for a stop to the league's Black Lives Matter initiative. And that's the World News Roundup for Wednesday, August 5th, 2020. I'm Matt Piper, CBS News. If you like CBS News Roundup, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Behind every successful business is a story, and some of them might surprise you. Like how Chobani's first yogurt factory was discovered on a piece of junk mail. Or how the founder of the multi-million dollar cosmetics brand, Drunk Elephant, was told by everyone, including her own mother, that the name sounded like a dive bar. I'm Guy Raz, and on my show, How I Built This, I talk to founders behind the world's biggest companies to learn the real stories of how they built them. In each episode, you'll hear entrepreneurs share moments of doubt and failure and talk about how they were able to overcome them on their way to the top. How I Built This is like a masterclass in innovation and creativity from the people who've done it all. Follow How I Built This wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus. For more deep dive and daily business content, listen to Wondery, the destination for business podcasts with shows like How I Built This, Business Wars, and many more. Wondery means business. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay, and and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that does that doesn't count. <laughs> sure, I responded to everything because responding to you putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.